0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring.
1: Thank you! Hello Edinburgh! Should have killed me last year. I'm back. I'm back. We're back at the stand uh, with Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, reheft. Put some pretty cool kids in today I noticed that's good um, I've forgotten pl- completely how to do this this is just a tester so I've only got Jenny Eclair on so uh, it's uh, <laughs> is the, if that is her real name which, it, which it is not. Uh, so uh, it's great to be back in Edinburgh. Well, I got here yesterday and it, um, it, it pissed down with rain the minute I stepped out of the car, basically. And then went to the supermarket then it started raining heavily. But you have to do better than pissing on me, Edinburgh, to get me to stop coming back. I'm coming back. Uh, very embarrassed on the front of my programme to see that the list's uh, King of Edinburgh thing's still going on. I can't, it's, I can't... I'm embarrassed by that. And someone's put it on the front of my actual programme. I don't know how that got on there. You're back, uh, Colin. Wow, it's good. a Good memory. Colin's back. He sort of... I'm not sure he's really there. He sort of sits... I think he's an audience member who died 20 years ago. <laughs> he sort of sits in a ghostly light on his own, just staring. Don't be intimidated, Jenny, if you can see him. I'm not sure I'm... I might be the only one who can see him. But, you know, ironically, I might be dead. That might be the actual... Twi- that's the Twilight Zone twist at the end, is that I'm dead. I'm the ghost. It's like the end of Sixth Sense. That's like, oh, I've wrecked it. Uh, so um, <laughs> I'm looking at. I'm, I'm sharing a flight with Ben Moore. This, yeah, he's fantastic. I do go and see Ben Moore show. He's like the original Daniel Kitson, uh, but I didn't. <laughs> It's like Daniel Kitson coughed him, but he's just too humble. He doesn't like being... He's going, oh, don't mention me on Twitter. Don't mention me in your blog. I and mean, he won't be. you be annoyed I've mentioned him in the podcast, but I want people to go and see his show because he's fantastic. Um, I've just been doing the preview of uh, my, the tech of my show, We're All Going to Die, Pleasant's Beyond, 8 o'clock. Uh, which uh, There's all kind of special effects and stuff. You've got to come and see it. It's amazing. I've got my own, I've got my own grave on stage, which I think is probably tempting fate. <laughs> uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, the, in the news. Don't know if you saw this yesterday. They have, in China. They have managed to grow teeth from urine. Have you seen that? They managed to grow make teeth out of urine. I've heard of milk teeth, but this is ridiculous. That's my that's my joke. I don't know if I you know I I think even if they could do that, you would just wouldn't you, if you had teeth that were made out of urine. Even if even if they didn't have urine on them anymore, you'd always just say. Yeah, you, know, you just always—it would just be slightly uncomfortable knowing where those teeth had come. It's amazing what they can do in it, Colin, making teeth out. Of, it is yeah. uh, making teeth out of you. And uh, there's um, a lot of trolling going on at the moment. Trolling, 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 trolling. Don't know. Uh, 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 with uh, people, well, people. Some men have gone insanely angry because uh, a woman has been put on a banknote, and I can see that. That is annoying. That out of the out of the four banknotes, we've got a quarter of them would have a woman on them. but well, they've all got a woman on the front, haven't they? That's not fair. So that's... There's more women. That's not fair. I hadn't thought of that. They, they're right to be cross. Uh, but they've been saying nasty things to, a lady, to the lady who did that. that seems, it seems, seems wrong. But I think it might just be that they're... You know, they're upset that they're, there's a woman on the banknote because there aren't any pricks on the banknotes. And that's... That they. They're going, when's there going to be a prick like me on the banknotes? It's not fair. And they, don't, they can't orchestrate their own campaign, so they're just getting their anger out. So, you know, all they, oh, they want, them, if one, maybe on the £5 note, Jeremy Clarkson could be on it, or Jeremy Carr. One of their lot, one of their pricks. <laughs> Actually, they're all called Jeremy. Jeremy Vine, he's a bit of a prick as well. So is, that, is everyone called Jeremy a prick? I don't know. Jeremy Heron isn't. He's nice. He's a f- my friend. Uh, you won't know <laughs> who he is. Uh, so anyway, look, I'm going to crack on. That was my warm-up routine there. Calling. They're pricks, aren't they, those people? Who tell us, aren't they? Who, who likes those blokes who t- tweak women and say they want to rape them? Anyone? No, see, they're pricks. I thought I was on safe ground now. <laughs> people are going, yeah! Uh, <laughs> that's a rude thing to... Don't do that. It is a rude thing to do. Good. <laughs> We've got that sorted So look, we're going to crack straight on with my first guest of this run It's the 51st Edinburgh Fringe podcast And, uh, yeah, the, you know, going to say something really rude there uh, so If it was the 75th one, it would be the same age as Jenny Eclair So will you please, I, I said it anyway Will you please welcome a woman who is best known as being Jenny from Packing Them In uh, It's Jenny Eclair, ladies and gentlemen Hello, Jenny Eclair. This is very, very interesting. If that is your real name.
2: I hope I don't get pregnant in this tiny
1: space. <laughs> Colin or Collins can yeah. make you pregnant with a look. I'm intimidated by Colin. Are <laughs> your teeth made out of urine or just um? Uh, <laughs> they, they don't look very urinary. They're a little bit just a little, little bit yellow. Uh, but uh, so, um, do you remember uh, packing them in? Not packet of three. The superior series. <laughs> Packing them in.
2: Re- I remember Package of Three, and I remember the review uh, from Time Out. You know, like you can always memorize the really awful reviews. This year, Rich, because you've done your one about um, dying, yeah. you'll probably have something. Uh, there'll be at least one review that goes Richard Herring digs his own grain. not well. it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dies <laughs> on stage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I remember a review from Packing Them In, or Package of Three, that went, May God forgive all those involved in this Texas sized turkey. Wow. I know. What, okay. what a turkey
1: the size of Texas. <laughs> That'd be quite hungry. Yeah. You, you wouldn't be yeah, hungry again.
2: It was really really bad, but it wasn't just me. Frank Skinner was involved. Yeah, was. Um, and who else?
1: Henry Normal was in the original series. Yes. So he and then went, he, on he do went on
2: to He went on to uh, create Baby Cow, the production company make sure Baby you're speaking Cow to there.
1: I've only been in this
2: business 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my wee wee teeth. Um, <laughs> it's either one end or the other dribbling the wee um, <laughs> so don't encourage me for heaven's sake I thought we were going to have an in-depth conversation if you had
1: urine teeth you would just also be worried they might just suddenly go back to being urine again that was the yeah. thing however solid they were just suddenly oh, yeah. and is it your own urine or is it yeah. someone else's urine
2: because I do my gums sometimes bleed so I yeah. don't want bleeding gums and wee wee <laughs> teeth no, what an awful. awful combination that would be that would be like somebody's pants Ugh. <laughs>
1: And also the actor Kevin Eldon was in uh, the second series. Yes, yes, he was.
2: When uh, Henry Normal was sacked, and the (laughs) next time I saw him, he was sacked really badly by sort of just a telephone call or something. And then I knew he'd done well, because the next time I saw him, he was wearing a really expensive cashmere coat. I thought, well, he's obviously, you know, working. And he started Baby Cow. He did. And, um, of course, you know, the rest is history. Google, Google him. So there was well. Steve
1: Coogan and they did all of Pat yeah all yeah all things. that all those
2: things yes. Gavin and Stacey
1: is theirs isn't it? Yes that's got to yes. be worth a couple of bob yeah. he said <laughs> he'll have me in for a meeting <laughs> 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 Those
2: awful things you know I'll come in for a meeting when? when? <laughs> oh uh, contact my
1: secretary mm.
2: Mm. anyway because
1: <laughs> you were because you were crowed over him being sacked you'll never <laughs> did you find your filofax Jenny Eclipse? I did find my oh, filofax thank, goodness. thank
2: god for that yes I still use the filofax <laughs> (laughs) so you can stop all those jokes where was it in 1987 had it got trapped there Um, I'd left it underneath a a seat in a hire car that ended up at Newquay Airport yeah it was a mystery (laughs) a mystery of the lost pale blue leather filofax but it just you know
1: like but no one was going to nick it no were they and live your life like in the film filofax they could have lived your life (laughs) (laughs) you might not be Jenny Eclair you might be Sue Pollard
2: no don't do that don't 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 even laugh at that! Don't even laugh at it! <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, when I was struggling with the title of the recent show, Eclarious, to uh, get it, um, I did ask Twitter, and quite a number of people said, why not call it Sue Pollard Live? Ha ha! They laughed at it! Um, yeah, you could be a looky like you. I mean, don't! Can, I, uh, <laughs> you can I actually, uh, very early on in my career, before um, I did any, I've done some peculiar things. I started off as a punk poet, but when I first came to London and I had to sort of make rent, as they call it, um, before I started sponging off the man I still live with, um, I, I worked in a lookalike agency, and it was in the early 80s, and this is when Princess Diana had just... <laughs> arrived on the scene bloody hell and <laughs> I'd be
1: I'd tell you I'd be fucking disappointed if I put the lady out Diana and you showed up
2: a see-through skirt. That would be all right. Um, no, it was, it was just because we used to get loads of letters from grandparents, grandmothers particularly, are very sort of deluded about what their granddaughters look like, and they'd all send in photographs of rather beefy girls from, you know, wherever, Torbay, saying, doesn't my granddaughter look like Princess Diana? No, not really. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my lookalike story. And then... So the you, blo- weren't,
1: you were working in the office, you weren't a lookalike. I was working in the office, yeah. yeah. yeah and then
2: the bloke that was the lookalike for Prince Charles got done... For But being a (laughs) (laughs) paedophile
1: well at least he got his research right on the character so straight in straight in start first show you'll have to edit
2: that
1: out no way fuck (laughs) him. Prince Charles is a paedophile if he isn't let him sue me and let's see let's see let's see what happens He, he isn't. He, he, is, he isn't. He is one. He you've one. I've, got, made notes. I've done. I've prepared, and you have lied because your first What's job.
2: Extraordinarily ugly notebook.
1: How dare you take the piss out of my Slytherin notebook? <laughs> I hate. I hate Harry Potter. So I bought this Slytherin notebook to show how much I. That was show J.K. Rowling, wasn't it? Yeah. She'll, no, she'll have to write under a pseudonym all the time when she hears about. My notebook, notebook. seventeen ninety nine. It cost me to stick it to her. She's she's learned a valuable lesson. You uh, started off as a, a life model. That's what you start off as. So don't stop lying.
2: Um, I did. I was a life model. Yeah. Because I had anorexia and I was too lazy to walk. Um. So I just could sit and and I was so thin. Who would think you could recover this well? <laughs> Who would ever know? Um. And yeah, I I got an eating disorder at drama school. It's kind of, you know, what you do in the second term, um, along with fencing. And um, honestly, half the women in my drama school did go mad. And um, a very dear friend of mine actually went so, she had a psychotic episode on a train. And she took all her clothes off and tried to throw them out of a window. And a soldier had to sit on top of her. (laughs) I didn't go that mad. Um, I just controlled my eating until I weighed about five and a half stone and was covered in a Thin downy hair, because that's what happens to keep your body warm. So, Campbell Art School was thrilled to see me because I like looked that? such a freak. Um, so they could do the skeleton. Yeah, they could <laughs> do the ske- yeah, without <laughs> sort of you know Murdering taking my of. skin off. Uh, yeah, so that was that was good. <laughs> 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 good. Well, I'm
1: sorry. Well, <laughs> no, in a way, that's quite like my Stephen Fry suicide story. I've got, I've got. It's kind of quite. I can probably probably get something out of that. <laughs> I've never Probably. been particularly shy Probably, yeah.
2: of taking my clothes no, off. No, you're not. And it did stand, I mean, in good stead, because later on, when I was in the West End, I did a show called Steaming, uh, which was set in a steam bath. And it was a, a, a rehash of something that had been very big in, I think, the 70s or 80s. And we redid it in the West End. It was an absolute disaster. Um, and I got another funny review there from The Guardian, who commented on my pubic hair. <laughs> because I had to strip off completely to naked, 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 probably absolutely nothing. Um, got into. I, I've never worn a bra properly with a... You know, a thing at the back with a hook and eye thing, like proper normal ladies do. You know, I th- my underwear looks like something you'd find on a
1: bus. Um, <laughs> what have you got instead of a hook? Well, I have one over th-
2: my head. Like a, I've always worn a sports bra, okay. but they made me have proper sort of period underwear, and I got into a right all mess, trying to take the bra off. Anyway, the bra came off, and then the pants came off, and my mother was on about the third row, and I heard her go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and the Guardian the next day reviewed my pubic hair. They said... <laughs> I don't spend all my life memorising my reviews, yeah. but they did say... Uh, when one eventually gets over the shock that Jenny Eclair's pubic hair actually grows like that naturally, one can, can concentrate on her performance. Can we
1: have a look now, so the people here can uh, see what's so extraordinary about other. it?
2: Most I'm balding nowadays because okay. that's what happens. You know, women get so upset about pubic hair and they all want to get rid of it. Can I just say it, it, it all falls out in the end? Um, so you It's the circle th- of life, isn't it? it? it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so, so, well, it's, it's mine is is quite blonde and straight. <laughs> okay, well, it was. Anyway. Back then, back yeah, then, back, back then. then. Well,
1: what was what?
2: Now it, it's grey and sparse. Right. Okay. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I think we've gone too far too <laughs> soon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've left myself nowhere to go. Five
1: five stars for your pubic hair. It's been verjazzled yeah. uh, So, uh, I've got to ask you about this before I forget because this is now you are only a character witness in this. Uh, because you have lived in Edinburgh and Edinburgh flat with yes, all the people I've we're about to talk about. I was about. always very drunk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. But a few years ago, I've talked to most of the people involved in this now, and right. some of the, some of the audience will be familiar with this story. <laughs> uh, a few years ago, I shared a flat. It was like 11 years ago. I shared a flat with Stuart Lee. Uh, Richard Thomas from Jerry Springer, the opera creator, uh, Chris Addison from Off of um, uh, Skins, uh, and uh, Dan uh, Antipolsky and, and, uh, and you weren't there for some reason, I don't know why you weren't there, it was all men, uh, and one day, uh, means you had a sort of slight discussion about something, and then that night, the cupboards in the kitchen were punched in by someone in the... Someone in, it was either one of the people in that flat (laughs) punched. Was it you? It'd be amazing if it was you. Do you have any idea? Who do you think was the guilty one? It wasn't me. I know that I've. I've Chris
2: Addison couldn't punch in a kitchen cabinet.
1: (laughs) But the next year he told me what annoyed him, because I was annoyed by Colin and Fergus not washing up their porridge pot. And he said, What really annoys me is when people leave cupboard doors open. I took, uh, and I, it took maybe. me a while to... Because yeah. I leave cupboard doors open all the time. No, and I, so it I might do, be Chris I've Addison. I shared a
2: flat with Chris Addison and you on, on occasions. Yeah. And I do remember... Because I remember when Edinburgh was very rock and rolly and everyone just took loads of drugs and it was all very exciting. And I went up uh, to stay and Chris Addison was already in situ in this flat down Dundas Street. And he'd just come back from uh, John Lewis because he said, there just weren't enough teaspoons. LAUGHTER <laughs> And I think he bought a cafeteria as well. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, oh, rock and roll. It was, um, it's so his it's fault
1: that Edinburgh has changed. <laughs> <laughs> he came in. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, it wouldn't have been him. I think it was Richard Thomas. Do you? Yeah, wow, yeah, that's the because, first. Uh, music, musical genius, madman. Yeah. You know, very fine line. Yeah. Yeah. There, oh, there, oh, there's always something. I think I was once in an Edinburgh flat. I can't remember whether I've, whether I've made this up or not. <laughs> Don't trust anything that comes out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, comedy, comedy grimace there for the podcast listeners. I did a sort of filthy old woman face and they all laughed. It stood me in good stead over the years. <laughs> Basically, my whole 30 year career has been making filthy faces. Anyway, uh, I, I didn't, was this true? But I stayed somewhere. And you know, there's always the locked cupboard. Yeah. And the locked cupboard came unlocked, and there were loads of DVDs, not DVDs, it was before then. Uh, videos. VDs. <laughs> <DVDs>. <laughs> Funny old woman <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, STDs. <laughs> um, what? Well, they were videos, yeah. weren't they? Yes. That was what was before, uh, yeah. I, lazy I, discs. I, there was someone in the house that wanted to record something, and they put this video in, and just recorded over whatever was on it, uh, you know, whatever programme, and it was the couple who owned the flat's wedding video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it from, to happen from start to finish. That's those cupboards never open. First of all,
2: uh, there, there, but there's always one, isn't there? You're desperate. So I reckon Richard Thomas. Well, that's
1: interesting. He's the f- I think it's definitely Stewart. Uh, oh. But, uh, but uh, you know, he was Wait, a bit cross that night. He's so. got that body that could. Yeah.
2: Yes, he could de- with an upper body strength. Yeah. You know the kind of man that could sort of save a, a cow from a swollen river. <laughs> you know there's someone that's got a lot of upper body strength yeah. could save a drowning cow lift it, it he might,
1: might eat it <laughs> the way he is at the moment uh, we had in, uh, in the cupboards <laughs> oh yeah because I only had to put up with te- 15 years of him calling me fat so I'm not allowed to do that once now he's fucking the f- fattest one uh, so um Leave poor old Stuart Lee alone. What's he ever done to upset anyone? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so charming. Uh, in the first year we stayed in Edinburgh, uh, the, we were stayed in the Masonic Lodge on Johnson Terrace, and we looked in the. We found of like, all sorts of stuff. Their cupboards yeah. are nothing compared. Uh, yeah, I we like, found like little sharp, little like, rods with like uh, snakes on them and a fist on them. We found a tar- There was a Tardis in the basement. It's like a tar- <laughs> Seriously, it was like a really spooky Tardis yeah. thing god knows what they get up to up there they shouldn't have let some students alone, <laughs> <laughs> alone in there uh, so, uh, so you think it was uh, right you think it was Richard Thomas well that is interesting that's just a character witness that is no that does not count uh, so uh, why were you sacked from loose women
2: um, well there are various reasons yes because <laughs> you were good um, on
1: that loose women <laughs> I like I like the uh, early glory days with Nadia Sawala and, and, and uh, Kate. You think? Oh no, I've just put one. Oh, Kate Adams, it. yes, yeah. yes.
2: Um, no, I. um with the glory days. Well, the, the, they went yeah. off the bulk boil. <laughs> the official line was that I was too cosmopolitan. Um, <laughs> I have a passport, and um, <laughs> I go to art galleries. Uh, I'm going to the Man Ray this afternoon. Anyway. Huh? um so uh, the unofficial line it might this might have more bearing on the sackings i have told this story before and um so i it's nothing that's you know it's not groundbreaking but what happened if you go to itv uh television center down there in south bank near the wheel um there are all these corridors and they have the big photographs of the big stars all the big names all the big fucking successful people with all their television shows all the big stars (laughs) and um, they're all behind glass i wasn't it wasn't this wasn't vandalism, as you know. Well, it wasn't what I. It wasn't what I call vandalism. Sorry, I just spattering you slightly. Already,
1: then. I've already spilled some water down one leg, so it's good um, to have to have it evened up. With so I might my teeth turning
2: back at <laughs> yeah, um Anyway, there are these big photographs of the stars, and I had a biro. I shouldn't be allowed a biro. I'm 53, but I really shouldn't be left alone with writing implements uh, down a corridor full of big pictures of people who are more successful than myself. Anyway, there's a slight annoying picture. It could have been anybody because I don't really care who it was, but it was Catherine Jenkins, (laughs) Uh, the Welsh songbird. And uh, it was just a a, a picture. I don't know why. Uh, I'm on HRT now. I'm a much happier woman. But this is before the HRT. And um, she was wearing a yellow dress slit to the thigh. Um, and I had a biro. I just drew pubic
1: hair, <laughs>
2: just some this curls. This is just getting <laughs> some revenge on the Guardian.
1: I'm not going to be the only one known of having unusual pubic, pubic hair. hair.
2: She's got blue biro <laughs> pubic hair. So I did that, and then I drew a ball bag coming out of Aunt Titchmarsh's trousers, <laughs> <laughs> just to even things up. And also I, and Janet Street Porter was with me, uh, and we were really laughing at this. We were laughing and laughing because um, it's quite dull doing that job no it wasn't it was uh, uh, very lucky to have it um, I haven't got it anymore they might, they might have you back on no they won't <laughs> and anyway anyway there was a mole there was some mole down the corridor because we were really laughing we were in the green room talking about it and somebody there and it must have been either one of the producers one of the other women or one of the runners and the next thing I knew there was a phone call the next day or a couple of days after from the producer saying um, the story is on the front cover of the uh, Daily Mirror, you're not going to like it. And I Googled it, and there was a picture of me and Janet Street Porter saying, you know, and it said some, something along the lines, we were so jealous of the younger women that we had to deface them. And they didn't say it was Alan Titchmarsh, <laughs> they said titch it was... <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they said because he was, he was standing next to that piano-playing girl who's actually, there's nothing wrong with her. Um, I can't remember her name, but anyway... It, yes, they said it was her. It wasn't. Um, and they said all this and I, I just didn't I've never been in trouble like that before. It was on a tabloid thing. I didn't know what to I, I can't scream because I've got very big larynx like a sort and so when I try and scream it goes like this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> So I was sitting on my sofa and going, Oh my daughter was at home at the time. She came running downstairs, she said, What have you done? What have you done? <laughs> Knowing I'd done something. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> And she said, "You haven't killed a child. Get over it." That's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think they. You think that was good. Part. I'd love that if I was the producer of Loose Women, and one of them had drawn the ball back on Alan Titch <laughs> from us uh, and then that got in the papers. If you can do that on this show, if you can get on the front page of the Mirror, <laughs> we've already done it once. Uh, see if we can. See if we can do it again. Uh, I'm going to ask you a new emergency question. I've thought up. Go These on. are the emergency questions. Um, if you had to marry one of the Muppets which I means marry them. It's not just having sex with them. It's, I've moved on. <laughs> having sex with them will be part of the marriage, but that is, it's more than that. It's about thinking which Muppet the character from The Muppet. Which Muppet would you marry from The I don't the know any of them. You know some of no, The Muppets. No, I don't.
2: I don't. Uh, oh, do you know what? i That's fucking I'm one wrecked
1: that... my emergency question. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm, just one, I'm one of those women. I'm like a grown-up. I'm like yep. an adult. I never watched The Muppet. And I know, being a comedian, I should, obviously. Uh, and I've never watched any cartoons either. I've never seen The Simpsons all the way
1: through. <gasps> I know it's <laughs> wrong. If you um, had to marry a character from The Simpsons, which character from The Simpsons would you marry?
2: I wouldn't marry any. I, I wouldn't marry any. I'm against marriage. I've been with the same bloke for 30 years. I'm not a married man. We have line. to do it. I don't have to You're do d- it. Is. I don't have your to your do it. Your daughter's being telling. held hostage. Oh, right, I'll marry. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you have oh, to like. marry a cartoon. I'd, I'd quite I'd like, okay. I'd, I'd marry, um, you know, the Mr. Simpson. Yeah, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll tell you which. i tell you which Muppet I would marry oh. Janice.
2: I don't know what she looks no, like. No, what she, she
1: doesn't. She's in the band. Uh, she's with which has, She's not a very famous character. I think if you're ever on Pointless and they ask, name a, uh, <laughs> name a Muppet character, I think Janice might get you zero points. But she is the girl with the big mouth and the long blonde hair. Very nice looking. And I told Ben Moore that, and she said, yeah, she looks like your
2: wife. I love Ben Moore. <laughs> I know Ben Moore wouldn't like appreciate us talking about Ben Moore, but if you haven't seen Ben Moore, he's one of the most fabulous seriously kind of um just spend an hour with him. He's, he's gobsmackingly good. He's, uh, there was one he did about climbing trees, the climbing tree couple. And I just thought he was one of the most beautiful, funny. He's a beautiful writer and a
1: fabulous storyteller. He's got let's to stop go see bigging up Ben Moore. <laughs> uh, actually, Ben Moore asked me to ask I said, what would you like to ask Jenny Clare, if you could ask him Does he him want anything? to marry me? He doesn't want to marry you. He knows you. He knows your feelings that marriage is naff. That's what you've yeah, said. Yeah, I do. And I got married last year, so I'm furious with you. You came to my wedding, and I don't know, remember you Drinking my champagne, going. Oh, this is a bit. Neff. I just remember you drinking champagne. I was choking it
2: back. I was choking it back. Um, I just think I. Okay, no, you can get married. You yeah. can marry a nice. one. You've married a nice woman who looks You're a bit like right. a, the Muppet that you fancied yeah. all your life. But I would make a very bad bride with my horrible, sneery, cynical kind of me. <laughs> I know I'd have a migraine halfway through the day because I get a bit bored.
1: Well, I'm annoyed I got married last year now because because gay marriage is now allowed and that's like, uh, if, they you can me, marry Stu. if they told me if they told me it doubles my options doesn't it double that <laughs> i like just when oh, i was about get married i'll oh, pick a woman but if i'd known like just if i'd waited 12 months i could have had any bloke i wanted <laughs> it's no not, not any bloke you want and There's quite a lot of blokes that don't fancy no, i don't i don't agree I don't know. Anyway, Ben Moore asked me to ask you, how did you feel when you were playing Twister in 1994 at the Avalon party, and you were wearing a rubber miniskirt and yeah, a I skirt right. split? How yeah. did you feel yeah. when I that felt, happened? I felt exposed. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. And didn't you think it was foolish to play Twister wearing a
2: rubber a miniskirt? A rubber, rubber, min- sk- rubber miniskirt, yes. On, on um, reflection, <laughs> <laughs> it was a ludicrous. Yeah, I, I had this rubber skirt I haven't got it anymore can you imagine the state of me now in a rubber skirt um, <laughs> I'm going to bring that back actually I'm going to bring the, that's going to be the encore in this year's Edinburgh show I'm going to throw down a twister mat yeah. chuck on a rubber skirt and see if I can split it it's
1: good uh, it's white clean isn't it that's the important thing about rubber so it's, <laughs> maybe we should all get So's the mat <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> I had one of my first uh, kind of epiphany moments that I realised that I loved women when I played Twister when I was about 12 or 13 playing with Stephanie Hobday. It was my first slightly free songly sexual experience. Oh, was she a, bit in older? a Baptist, was older? No, she wasn't. She was about the same age as me, but we were playing Twister, and we were playing it in the Baptist Youth Club. Yeah. It's and something to it do was with the Baptist r- Youth And then when you're up against that? each yeah. other, and yeah. Yeah. I felt all... Yeah. And tingly. it was the first time I felt all tingly and funny. Yeah, yeah. So if you're out there, Stephanie, thanks for that. Uh, it's, uh, everything that happened subsequently is your fault for, awake- for awakening the beast within me. <laughs> if it hadn't been for her. Uh, yeah, it was a 12 year old girl that awakened me. But I was, tra- I was 12 as well. Is that wrong? If you're 12 as well, is that wrong?
2: For me, it was. Is it Paul- wrong? I watched not- a Paul Newman film when I was about 12. Yeah. And, it, you know, he was a young man. And I just, I had no idea what I was doing. I was watching the film and I was, I was taking all my clothes off. Wow. Sort of as a, an unconscious thing. It started with my socks and then all my school units. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then my dad said, stop. <laughs> 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 he said, carry on. Uh, but, uh,
1: no! <laughs> so in a way, Paul Newman is a paedophile then as well. In a way, isn't he's, <laughs> That's he's right. awakening those feelings. It's a good job he's dead, time, isn't it? <laughs> Francis, of the Operation U Tree would be having a field day. <laughs> he did it through the screen. He could see. He knew what was going on. Um, what was I going to ask you? <laughs> oh, uh, you did that advert for salt, didn't you? And I, I it was so good. I eat loads of salt now. <laughs> I just I've, only eat I've salt. done some terrible things.
2: Was, I've done some. What awful was the salt things. advert you did? It was. It was really, really bad. And what's worse, well, it was one of the first adverts that came out in HD. And. um my makeup was all cracked you know like when pastry cracks and it's all dry and i, I just i looked like something like, you know like out of uh, whatever happened to baby jane in this advert for don't eat too much salt and the, the advert said Full of it! like that oh god it was really really awful but it earned me a fucking fortune <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was trying to stop people eating salt it yeah didn't work it made me just only eat salt
2: yeah <laughs> I like salt. I do, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a salt eater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: hypocritical for you to take the money to stopping people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's not I'm going to give it them back. I'm going to give it them back. Who pays right.
1: for the, uh, an anti salt advert? Who's paying me? It was the government.
2: The, the government had paid me for a few things, actually. you got to get salt. They also pay me for that voiceover I do for um, family tax credits Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It was a good one. And then <laughs> people <laughs> come up to me in the street and say, can you fill my forms in for me?
1: I won't do adverts because they don't ask me. (laughs) 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 They never ask me to do them. Uh, And you played Alma and Murray's mother in the seminal a fantastic sitcom time uh, gentleman please
2: yes. <laughs> i think al's 7 years younger than me which just is obviously a testimony to my fantastic acting abilities i thought i'd been sort of uh, prosthetics and makeup for hours <laughs> hours i thought but no they just took my makeup
1: off with a wet wipe and put me in a wheelchair and that was it <laughs> You're very good. Um, I'll ask another emergency question. I haven't decided which... Because uh, it's confusing, because this isn't really the same as my award-winning Leicester Square Theatre podcast. This is just its kind of Scotch cousin that does... What's wrong with me? It's like a, it's my, a, a cousin who drinks lots of Scotch. What are you people thinking? <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> They just, want, they just want to be offended, the Scottish people, don't they? <laughs> they're just, they're yeah. just looking at... they just, uh, just They just read everything it. you say. They read an insult into it, the fucking twats. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, if you had to fillet the... <laughs> what, what was the question what? about Keith I Allen? I don't know. <laughs> what was the question what about... What would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen, if you haven't done <laughs> it, in, <your, laughs> in your long career? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is I'm thinking back <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: no, uh, what would you uh, need in return for that uh, Flayton, do you know who he is yeah, you, don't yeah, know yeah. you know yeah. Keith Allen is don't know any of the yeah, Muppets so. I, uh, yes I wrote a radio uh, show that he was in mm. interestingly enough um, yeah that was a really weird one actually because it had this we, it, we had this cast from heaven we had Carolina Hearn Francis Barber and we had um, Kathy Burke we had some, and Keith Allen, when Keith Allen was getting a bit lippy, right, you know, because he just, sometimes he can't really control himself, he just gets a bit overexcited, a bit, eh, eh, eh. And um Cathy and Kathy Burke would just go, just go, oh, fuck off, Keith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he just looked like a really embarrassed schoolboy for a bit. It was, it was really interesting. Um. What do I need? Oh, you don't like him, do you? I no,
0: don't like him.
2: <laughs> you go back, don't you? Yes, There's I such do. A I do it just to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> I do nothing. And I'd say I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was plenty salty enough for me.
0: <laughs>
2: what age were you breastfed until? I wasn't breastfed wow. at all because uh, my mother was an army wife and um, we were out in, I was born in Kuala Lumpur and um, because she was a major's wife, it wasn't seemed the right thing to do. I know, I've been (laughs) downwardly mobile ever since, I've become common, Uh, but I was born quite posh in a sort of way. Um, I might have, I I think the option was to have had an armour breastfeed me.
1: An armour? Yeah. (laughs) Like a an armor plated, <laughs> <laughs> an armor plated nurse, <laughs> like uh, a tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> suckling under a tank. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I've I never heard. Of like, it. Yeah, yeah. Is that like a nurse? A an armor? nurse an armor. Yeah. That's like happens in medieval times. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> like Mary Queen of Scots it would have. Like I'll have uh, my servant woman will come But in. it
2: was. It was in another country, yeah. wasn't it? I was born in 1960. Oh come on, everybody! At least you have the decency <laughs> <suit> to go. <laughs> really, gosh! <she> <laughs> this venue is very small. They can see me. They're very close. <laughs> I like working venues where I look smaller, thinner, and
1: younger because the venues are so big. <laughs> <laughs> and c- another emergency question. This one comes. These, both of these are from the Izzy Sooty question. I, I love I Izzy Sooty. She she was breastfed until she was about four, uh, so she's Expa- very different. It does than explain you. a lot. Has <laughs> has the moon? I remember
2: when she went out with John. Oliver, yeah? yeah John Oliver was my... Um, yes, well, I'm not going to go into that, but I can tell you a story, which you I it? won't, because she wouldn't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I really, really like her, and I think she's a massive talent, and I really, I think she's a force for good. But John Oliver was my um, support act. I have this habit of having support acts. You've never done it, and hence your career. But um, <laughs> my support acts, it's like I touch them with some kind of lucky thing, <laughs> and they go on, and are much more successful than me. John yeah. Oliver was one of them
1: he's done pretty well
2: Uh, yeah in the states the Um, daily show yeah and uh who else yeah Um, you know he's (laughs) from from the daily show yeah he's went across it's in america he's enormous in america and who else have i had russell kane was the support act um uh, Noel Fielding, wow. um, the little bald one from Matt, sh- L- Matt Lucas. Yes. Matt Luke- yes. Are you
1: sure you weren't their support act, Jenny, <laughs> of all these people? Oh, no. <laughs> you it's love literally- living under delusion. I go on first. Addison, I only have to do twenty Dave minutes because I am I'm the best. <laughs> and then I can just go home. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, it, have you ever? Has the moon ever spoken to you? The moon. Yeah. I speak to the what moon. What do you say to the I moon? I howl at it. <laughs> <laughs> that Izzy Sooty the moon uh, told her to kill Lithuanians or something. Uh, have you ever attempted to communicate with the dead? These are all things that uh, Izzy yeah, Sooty uh, has done. I've uh,
2: done the, the um, two fingers, obviously, oh, really when I so <laughs> was a schoolgirl, <laughs> And a shampoo bottle, but that's another story. Um, I've done it, tried all the levitating and all the Ouija board stuff and all that kind of thing, but... Uh, not in recent years, no.
1: Did you manage to talk to any dead people? No, I didn't manage to levitate either. You've got to do it with Izzy she can. Uh, can, she? She, well, she can she, she's very good at getting the dead. She spoke to her own ghost...
2: <laughs> I'll talk to her about that's it That's pretty exciting. I think
1: I think she's probably mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it during the actual party. It seemed rude to say it to her yeah, face. Yeah. But she was breastfed until she was four. She's the moon has spoken to her and she thinks she's spoken to her own ghost. I mean if she didn't work as a comedian, yeah, she'd be locked away, wouldn't it? she? <laughs> she's very nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, have you ever gone back to the Federation of Malaya where you were born? Yeah. I have. Um, It's called Malaysia now. uh, I've been back to KL, as
2: those locals
1: call it. Have you looked around?
2: I can't, because it's always full of that sort of yellow fog. It's kind of (laughs) toxic, the whole place. Uh, I went back to do this programme where it's completely stitched up. Uh, It all gets a bit dark. Another time when I was looking through a newspaper... uh, Oh, God, this is really horrible actually. It said Grumpy Old Woman's Grizzly Wartime Secret. I thought, I'm not that fucking old out there. (laughs) It it was something to do with my dad and the kind of Kuala Lumpur things. And uh, it was all sort of, you know, a bit dark and bleak. And I was really, really upset about that probably shouldn't have brought it up no no. know <laughs> 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 we can cut it out if you like. yeah cut out <laughs> the unfunny bit
1: the unfunny true bit I'm going to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like really difficult to cut things out I can if you like <laughs> uh, and so you worked on Grumpy Old Women the, great, the stage show yeah, the yeah Grumpy you, oh, old women, oh. oh yeah uh, um, sorry just are you going to do any more of those Grumpy Old Women stage yeah, shows yeah we're doing another one are you it was yeah. I, I script edited the first yeah, one yeah you're not script editing this I, one I know <laughs> <laughs> Because I made it too good. Uh, uh, yeah, and you got too much of a cut. <laughs> I uh, did quite well, at yeah, not you? Yeah, you did,
2: yeah. Uh, You've got, ha- you got a bigger house than me. I'm not, <laughs> not standing for that.
1: It was terrifying, though, when I went to see it in um, Cheltenham, I think, because the audience is all women. Men are allowed in. <laughs> yeah, but they don't go, and they're all middle-aged women. And then uh, when it, the sound of 500 middle-aged women laughing... 1,000?! A thousand. <laughs> thousand middle-aged women laughing at a rude joke is like it. It's,
2: it's like a wave, isn't it? Yeah, it kind it's of, t- yeah.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> viscerally terrifying. I was actually scared. You shat yourself. I did. <laughs> I More or less did. It was. It was very, very scary. So, do you do you find that a fun thing to experience that sound?
2: I, I, yeah. And I re- what's really uh, great about the the grumpy thing is that it was translated. I, I mean, your audience is younger and sort of probably a, bit, a lot more Good, male Colin, well, Colin <laughs> yeah. that's a phrase from the 19th <laughs> century <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I think that it, it, it got translated into other languages the, at the original show I shouldn't have told you that you'd probably get more money yeah, I'd like um, they face. went into Icelandic and
1: Norwegian did they translate the things that I cut out because then, then I have to get paid for that. <laughs> no, go they, 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 they was a, a literal
2: translation, and what was interesting was that across the globe, women laugh at the same things. No, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a joke. A t- I mentioned earlier about I'm obsessed by, by pubic hair falling out, and it's a joke I still use about sort of when it all falls over, you have a... When it starts to thin downstairs, you have a decision to make whether you shave it all off or comb it over. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> it's a good joke it, well, it actually should get a better laugh than that maybe, maybe. Uh, that's best thank you uh, <laughs> that and that that's translates across the globe apart from here <laughs> <laughs> apart from at the stand in, Scotland. in Edinburgh
1: in uh. Scotland. They, don't, they have no pubic hair here it's because that's why they have sporins because they uh, just, it's, a, it's a genetic thing so they have to put yeah. a sporin yeah. over there yeah. to keep it nice yeah. and warm, warm. Otherwise. not it <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna. So you got the name Eclarius from off of someone on Twitter, didn't you? Sneak that off some bloke. Off yeah, Twitter. I did. How's, what's the show about? Is it about anything? It's all about me. It's a
2: one long screen for attention. It's the usual stuff, you know. It's it's actually, it's a nice show to do. I've been doing it. It's kind of I'm cheating this year because this is I'm putting a show to bed rather than beginning a show because uh, I've got Grumpy Three starting in um, later uh, autumn. So this Eclarius is. So it, I'm not saying it's in its dying throes, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it has been done. It's not, I'm not kind of on the eve of the show thinking, oh Christ, you know that bit doesn't. Oh fuck, what am I going to do there? I'm sort of I'm happy with the show. I am thinking those things on uh, the eve yeah, of my yeah, show. Yeah. I thought I was, I'd bring them up I'm now. I'm still to make learning mine,
1: and I don't know. I realised as I was giving the f- I said, well, the last line is this, and I went, but I can't really tell you what happens just before that because no. I don't know yet. So <laughs> I'm going I'm going to sort of ad lib the last minute. That'd be interesting. That's uh, probably a mistake. Probably that's a bit I should <laughs> have written in advance. I've got a kind of idea. Well, as uh, long as you've got a shovel, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Digging my, my way down into my. It's fact, I've got all smoke and stuff and fog in my. It's worth it just to watch that. And you can get a free DVD if you come and see it, Colin. It's a like free. You get that for free. It's a two and a half hour DVD called 10. It's all my favourite routines. You get that free just for coming. Exhausting. It's worth £12. Well, cost 12 pounds. <laughs> 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 what was I? I wasn't going to ask him. Look, we're going to have a quick break from uh, this scintillating show. Alfie's discussion. on. He is, Alf. Don't give it away yet. Well, I'm going uh, to. Say. So, why don't you get out of his way so he can I will. come in? Uh, we have Every day we're going to be giving uh, one of, of a newer act, although Alfie's been going for a little while, a um, uh, chance to do uh, five minutes and publicise their show. Uh, this guy is uh, absolutely fantastic. Will you please welcome the amazing Alfie
0: Brown? <laughs> Hello. You okay? No. No, no, that that meant the opposite of what you said. That was, you know, I've been watching a lot of Lie to Me recently. And, yeah, nobody watched it, so the reference is dead. (laughs) (laughs) And now I've done that, you actually... You feel even more as if you said you were at the beginning of... This. I've only got five minutes. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I was, I was in the, <coughs> i in the pub with my wife the other day and our friend Mike, and she said, uh, know, he was started talking rather about, um, are you seeing that program, The Hour, because um, Burton and Taylor had just been on, and um, and uh, and then uh, you know we started talking about Dominic West, you know the McNulty from The Wire, you know the dude, and. Um, my wife said, oh my god, Dominic West, he's so hot, I would desecrate him. <laughs> that isn't, like, a considerate way to make love to somebody. That's, like, horrible, to desecrate somebody. Like, it's, and it's exactly the same sort of thing that women have a big problem with, the same sort of language that men use when they're a moron and they go, oh yes, yeah, she's really hot, I would ruin her. Like... If you and I go out on a date, and then afterwards, you're ruined. (laughs) You are finished in that department. You are over. It's just pandemonium. There's like a rusting deck chair, and an old kind of grizzling homeless man going, meh. It's just, it's it's an ex-vagina. John Cleese is taking it into a pet shop for some reason, banging it against the counter. and then your friend says to you, oh, my God, how was the date last night? Go, oh, it was so great. He ruined me. <laughs> like, nothing that you ruin... Like, or oh, the other one, um, oh, yeah, I would destroy her. Like, nothing that you ruin or destroy is fit for purpose afterwards. You're not going to ever want to spoon the debris. Because <laughs> you've finished what... You're like, you know... If I was... <laughs> there's the thing, if I was doing the same thing... Like you know what desecrate means, then I would get in big trouble for it. If like we were talking about Scarlett Johansson and go, "Oh yeah, her," I would violently disrespect her. <laughs> I would use violence to administer my disrespect for her because I think she's that beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. It's like. I don't want to come across as a dick either, like, you know, but I do sort of think, if you're the woman, you can't desecrate the man. Can you? You can't, because you can't desecrate something that you accept inwards. You know? Come on. You know, it's like a door threatening to fuck up a battering ram. You know? I'm, ju- I'm just jealous because I want her to want to desecrate me. That's why. So, what well, the if she even could. I would ruin her before. <laughs> um, it's, it's a good bit that. <laughs> it's all right. Um, and then you know, and now I just thought I'd talk to you till it's time for me to fuck off. So, uh, Amanda Bynes self-immolated recently. That was fun. <laughs> This is weird, isn't it? Because people think about, like, child abuse very much in terms of, did you fuck the child? But not in terms of, did you give it its own show on the Disney Channel? (laughs) Whereas the same thing, I think Amanda Bynes would be more stable right now if she had been fucked against her will as a child. (laughs) Genuinely. And it's not even a joke. I think it's true. It's amazing, isn't it? I used to want to fuck her so much. But I was 13 as well. But I mean, even, like, people get confused. See, I've started taking risks now because you laughed at the first bit. Um, <laughs> like, people, they, the reason why you can't fuck anybody till they're 16 is because, like, 13-year-olds are hot. Like, if they weren't hot, you wouldn't need the law. <laughs> totally true. I've been to, pi- and, like, girls, like, play up, like, you know, because they all listen to Rihanna and go, oh, yeah, Chains and Whips excite me too. Thank you you know, idol. Um, I've assimilated those morals into my system, and now I'm going to fuck an old man and then get all confused about it and accuse him of rape, whereas it was consensual, but I'm still only 13. Um, I should have moved towards a punchline for the end bit. Thank you very much, indeed for having me. Come and see my show. It's at 9.10 at the Deli Belly in the Underbelly, you pieces of shit. Uh, so everybody come and have a nice time. If you enjoyed it. Don't come if you hated it. Anyway, thanks very much. Goodbye. Alfie Brown. I should have met. He's quite full on. I should have mentioned
1: that um, before, before he went on. He's, quite, he's known for being quite controversial. And, should probably have mentioned that beforehand. Oh, you might have worked it out yourself. Uh, so, we can welcome back Jenny Eclair. Jenny Eau Claire, come back quickly. Oh, she, she. Um, she's so far away that it, the applause has died out before she's here. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. So, uh, (laughs) look, we're going to do a little competition, which we do. If you come down and see these shows live, like Colin has done, there are other people here as well. (laughs) Uh, Then uh, you have got a chance to win actual prizes. And... uh, a small pack of Haribo. <laughs> they the budget's gone down quite, quite a lot. Not, it's not a big pack of That's Haribo. really mean. That is nice of me, because I love Haribo, and I could have just, just nicked those and kept but them But these look shop.
2: like something you were given free, like on the front of a comic or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, you, nobody sells that size packet of Haribo in a shop.
1: All right, I'll give out some other stuff as well. You can win uh, Glenn Wool's DVD. Yeah, that's good. You can win uh, the DVD you can only get from coming to see my other show, usually ten. Save uh, yourself the bother of seeing Richard's show. You can, you can get um, Fist of Fun Series Two, slightly damaged. <laughs> too, too damaged for me to sell, I, but still. I, I, it's still good it's still yeah. the thing you know, you it's know still those
2: kitchen <laughs> cupboards in that bag? <laughs> that
1: was because I was it's you. it's you it's um, you and you can also win a, a copy of Talking Cock this isn't for you Jenny Talking Cock the book Talking Cock the DVD of Talking Cock will be out quite soon hopefully there'll be a, this soon. is like the
2: contents of a really bad brown tub it's all about you
1: um, a, a, yeah. a rubber duck that is a duck and a rubber <laughs> like an now, eraser now that <laughs> that would ruin you if you put that on. Uh, so, uh, and I've got uh, three pairs of tickets to see my ex-flatmate Lucy Porter uh, at uh, on Wednesday the thirty-first of That's July. Today. She's at the stand. She's at the stand uh, one. No, yes, yeah, stand one. She's in here, this very room. Uh, it's at seventeen ten today. I don't know what time it is usually. So those are the things we can win. So that, pe- that's a good prize. Yeah. That so finally we've got one. I can give you. I'll give you a pair of them if you like. Uh, so you've you got. You paid a pound. They're only a pound. They're only a pound. What are <laughs> those tickets? The tickets are only a pound today. For you maybe. But there's a three of the them. Stand-
2: there's three of them. That's three
1: quid. <laughs> Six of them. Six quid. Uh, some people have paid more than that. It's just because you're a friend of the stand that you got them for a pound. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, has everyone only paid a pound to get in to see this? Did you pay more than a pound? How much do you pay?
2: How much did nine. you pay?
1: Eight, nine quid. Nine. <laughs> do <you know>? <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> uh, so, do you pay a pound to get in here, Colin? Um, no, not for you. Oh, not for my show. Oh, that's all right. Just Lucy Porter's show. Some of pound did. Preview shows? Yeah. Because okay. this, this is so good. Already. This is comedy gold. (laughs) Now everyone's really upset, but you could win all this stuff. Nobody paid a pound to get in here. Uh, You did, yeah. Some people did. You did as well. No, apart from those three, and they're furious. Do you you feel it was worth a pound? Yes. Do you feel it's worth eight pounds? No. 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 How much much would you like to pay? Uh, Six pounds. pounds, So if I give you two pounds back, (laughs) no, you sure? Okay, cool, thanks. Uh, (laughs) I'll just go around everyone. It'll fill up a few minutes. How much would you... If anyone wants to pay more, you're also welcome to do that. (laughs) If you found Hold on, that was worth £15. So we're going to do a game of true or false where you all have to stand up. We'll make statements that are either true or false. If you get it right, you stay standing up. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. Uh, You have to put your hands on your head if you think it's true, put your hands on your bottom if you think it's false. Uh, And you have to be honest, this is a self-policing system. So can we have the lights up a little bit, please, Jerry? And can everyone stand up? And then we will make some statements that are either true or false my first statement if you can think of any jane that's okay i've got some if you can't think of anything but uh, they can be true or false uh, no- nothing in between ben moore who i'm sharing a flat with and we've heard a little bit about today he's probably done the best out of any of the people on this <laughs> podcast at getting people to come and see them is 176th in line to the british throne is that true or false T- hands on your head for true hands on your bottom for false you see, it's false. What's wrong with the idiots? <laughs> pound. You paid a pound for that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that was your moment in the side. Have, have you got? a statement of truth or false, Jen? It can be about you or about anything you like.
2: Um, uh, how old am I? Um. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. I got to can't be true remember. Um, <laughs> I. 52 or am I 53
1: well okay that doesn't that doesn't oh, work that doesn't work no <laughs> if okay. you think she's 52 put your hands on your head if you think she's 53 put your hands on your bottom that's a rude people putting their hands on their bottom Jenny you look at you, I, I don't look I, a day over 52 to me I'm 53 <laughs> wow 53 so sit down if you said 53 um, I did, you did I did that gave you it's a clue. Like that one was like some of them really weren't listening that was like, that was like screen test that one uh, that's a, no fuck. That's a, that's a reference that only you and I got, mm-hmm. Jenny. I have everyone in the room. That's Michael Rod screen test. Come on, Do you know all these people weren't born when I was first at the Edinburgh Fringe. I didn't
2: mind that one. The one that was really objectionable was the Ask the Family one. Oh, that was fun. They were cunts. Weren't they? <laughs> and he was a big cunt. Like the bloke um, that did the Quizmaster.
1: What a cunt Robert he Robinson. Was. He was a cunt. Did <laughs> <laughs> you've got something to reveal for Operation u yeah, Uh So. Uh, Jenny Eclair, one of the first adverts she ever appeared in the many she has done selling her soul in return for money, was an advert for nimble bread. It's a slimming bread, nimble bread. Is that true or false? It seems sick now she's admitted she had anorexia during the thing. It is false. I have made that up. But it'd be nice if have you if we got another statement of truth no, or false. Uh, I, no, I can th- do th- another one. Jenny Eclair's dad, as you've heard, was in the military. But was he in? He, I'm going to say he was in the Royal Marines parachute regiment. Is that true or false? A few people obviously know about your dad. That is true, isn't it, Jenny? He was a Green Howard. But well, it they was did all parachute. sorts
2: of different ones. He was a parachute regiment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was a Green Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny I mean, Eclair. He was a spy. Was he? Yes. You shouldn't have told I you. I know. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <then. For laughs> God's I can't sake. go and edit all this out. Jenny Eau Claire is, is famous for appearing. <laughs> no, I won't say he's famous. I'll start with another one. Uh, <laughs> Jenny Eclair played Scylla Black in the Sid the Sexist video from 1992. Is that true or false? Someone in the back saying true. It is true. Do you remember? Uh, uh, no, it's on your I, IMDb uh, database oh. thing. I think you've won. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: a, I know
1: what? I was in it. I didn't know I did in well, the you know, black. Maybe, maybe you lost. Uh, and uh, well, there's no there's no prizes for second place. You can have some tickets to Lucy Porter and a ten DVD. You get that you've done free. well. Uh, and you you paid a pound, you can have. Do you want to go and see uh, Lucy? You've already got to see, got to see. Got to see Michael Legg. Yeah. Anyone want some tickets to Lucy Porter? Don't leave me hanging. Come on, <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Jenny Clare. Well, thank you very much to my guests today. Will you give a massive round of applause to Jenny Clare Yay! and Alfie Brown? Uh, can't remember who's on tonight. It's David Bedil's on tomorrow. My things. I think David Bedil tomorrow. <laughs> do come down if you like and, you, and it's not tomorrow it's Friday there's a day off and then on Friday we're back with David Badil and somebody else Yay! Oh, it's, Katie, it's Katie Mulgrew doing the stand up I've remembered I hope uh, you can find all the dates on my website if you want to come and see who's coming up we've got some fantastic people coming up it's not all I've Jenny, had a lovely not time not Jenny Claire it's kind of up. It's higher than Jenny Claire <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Claire we're
2: starting at the bottom it builds it builds throughout no. the
1: festival she is wonderful give a massive round of applause to Jenny Claire see you next time